Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 468 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this, I think it's what can only be described as will be a high-energy episode, we have our um, Health of Head, I'll just put my teeth back in, actually, if you don't mind. Uh, it's our head of health and safety, uh, Commander Ed Levice, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. Hello, Colin. Okay, thank you, Marvin. Uh, we also have our staff liaison officer, Commander Psykit. You can't tell me what to do. Oh, okay. And uh, we also have our, well, welcoming back our SRV Banksy, Commander Alec Turner. Yes, I'm back. I'm warm. I don't even know what fucking day of the week it is. Help. It's Tuesday. It's late radio day. It's still Tuesday. It's still Tuesday. (laughs) Only Tuesday (laughs) of the longest week that's already, already existed. Yes, we've already got a pathos of saying that this is pure chaos. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, And also, you might hear in the background. No heresy here. Yeah, you might hear the dulcet tones of the Chris Mark IV in the background somewhere. Um, If you wish, you can join us live. uh, Are we hanging out in game? I thought we were. We are, we are Chris Chris and I are in Lave Station. I saw a Siberius and there's Saka somebody or other, I think it was, wasn't it, Chris? Soka forty two. Sorry, Aye. I was halfway through a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> At least you weren't on any nuts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The nuts are too noisy. Not so Mid biscuit. Mid biscuit interruption. You you love to see it. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt you and your digestive. What happens between a man and his digestive is his own business. Anyway, if you can get to us in-game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live and click on the live chat. Or you could go straight to twitch.tv slash laveradio or Facebook or XE Twitter or I think that's about it at the moment. So, yeah, we're there. 
So let's have a quick chat around the uh, crew. I'm dreading this, to be honest. I really am. Uh, we'll start with Claire. E. Hello. Um, I have. What have I been up to this week? I left the house. Hey! I, I left the house. We went to. We went down to Cardiff. Um, because uh, BBC Wales um, are celebrating this. They celebrated quite a lot this weekend because oh. um, some Time Lord happened to turn sixty. So we went down to the quay, not to the quay. That's that, it's called the Bay, Cardiff Bay. Um, and uh, at Cardiff Bay, they had a wonderful um, uh, a little a little while ago, like a couple of Christmases ago. Um, Frontier did a Jurassic World um, uh, installation in Hyde Park, and yes. there was uh, that that projection of the the thing that was really cool of the di- of the dinosaurs of the one underwater dinosaurs. BBC Wales did a projection on a water fountain, um, a five-minute little show, a tribute to Doctor Who. It was on for three days, and we went on the Friday on the Friday evening. It was absolutely chuffing, marvelous. I don't think a lot of people. I didn't think they advertised it particularly well because it was showing every half hour, but it wasn't particularly busy when we went. Oh. Um, mm. But that's fine because I got to see it. I got to cry at it and enjoy it. Um, yeah, it was it was wonderful and and lovely. Um, uh, yeah, that it was just a really nice. It was it was, it was there was a pub right behind us, and we got a soft drink and a pint in the pub because uh, obviously Chris was driving. But we had a soft drink and a pint in the pub, and it cost more than ten pounds for a coke and a pint. And um, I had to. Pick... Oh, you've got to that age. You've got to that age where you suddenly go. I had to pick Chris off the floor. No, Chris got really angry in Scottish. And... <laughs> We had to pick him off the floor in order to get to leave the pub. Um, but it was it was be- it was a beautiful thing. It was a really nice thing to go and visit, and it wasn't super cold and it wasn't raining, which you know, big pluses in my book. It was just like it was nice to go and actually see something and um, Doctor Who related, and then obviously Doctor Who was on over the weekend, and mm-hmm. it was marvelous. Um, I loved every single every single moment of it. I thought it was great. Um, and, um, yeah, my, my life was pretty much focused around, um, being nervous, nervously anticipating David Tennant coming back to Doctor Who and then enjoying it and then feeling the relief that it was a good show. Um, but then after that, other than that, I've been gaming a lot as I am clearly want to do, um, a fair amount of Baldur's Gate, a fair amount of, um, a little bit of Elite, obviously, um, there's, um, there's been a bit of a bit of fracas going on with Azimuth. Um mm. they they appear to be resurfacing somewhat. So we've been um the we've been getting the band back together and doing a bit of anti Azimuth work, which has been well, quite the Azimuth fun. Uh bash uh banhammer has been out again has it well it's you know it's, it's just been uh, just been just been a little bit of like here and there just checking in seeing how they're doing seeing oh oh they're getting a little bit big for their boots and z wangda so let's just let's just knock them down a peg or two um so we did we've done a bit of that um and today we i started playing um there is a a, a new well, a relatively new space story game that's come out called based on a science fiction novel by a Polish author 
whose name is really, really fully escaping me at the moment. It's called The Invincible. Um, and it is um, incredibly intriguing and very interesting. I haven't read the book, so I don't know what's going on. But it has, well, I do know what's going on because I'm following the narrative through the game. It's a great year for story games, I will say it again. <laughs> um, but this has been a really, really fun Fun is a really strange word to say. It's been a really interesting sci-fi. It's it's not a horror, but it builds tension very nicely. It's a very cool game as far as like the tension that it builds. Um, what, and, what kind and of game is it? It's uh, you know how people refer to things as walking simulators. And oh yes, you, yes. You don't you don't do a you're you're basically sort of like for, um, I mean, like a, like a Telltale Games. Okay. No, 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 not like a tale a telltale games. Um Stanislaw's Lem is the author, apparently. Thank you, Kremen. Um it's uh, like uh, what becomes oh. of Edith Edith Finch um springs to mind yes, straight away. That's the one, that's the one um, I was thinking of. So so while you are playing and walking through the game, um also there's a game um called Close Your Eyes, which um is very much uh an interactive it's more of like an interactive story but you are walking through it and experiencing the story and you are making some um decisions within the game there's there was a pivotal part earlier that i i I split through it's very good it's very good it's a very good story to experience Hmm. um it's it's highly narrative driven and it's it's excellent okay because it sounds like you're describing what the expanse game was the Expanse yeah, game is kind of, but you, mm, it it's story, but it's you know it's it's more a story of, than a game, kind but of, but it's still kind of a game, kind of yeah. yeah. I, I, I I could I could see it. I think because this one's first person, um, mm. you're you're playing in first person. That's why I'm relating it to like Edith Finch more than more than um anything else. Um, I um yeah I I'm really. You're really enjoying enjoy- it. Really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. Um, hoping to finish it. Yeah, hoping to finish it next week. It's it, or hoping to finish it later this week. It's really, it's really interesting. It's relatively short, probably about seven hours worth of gameplay. Really nice. Mm. I'm assuming uh, we- relatively inexpensive then. Uh, like twenty five quid, I think, something like that. Okay, mm. no, it's not too bad, I suppose. Um, but uh, yeah, really fun. Really, really, really fun. Um, and yeah, that's been that's been about it, really. Still, still playing Cyberpunk. Still not quite at the finale. I think two more Mondays and we'll get that done. Mm. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I might find another fucking mission that's been hiding forever. That's about right, really. Uh, game. Oh my god! Like two like two months ago, I went into a stream going, "I think this is going to be the, the last time that we play Cyberpunk," and I've played it weekly since and still not finished it. <laughs> Okay, we'll move on to the rewarmed Alec Turner. Hello. Sorry, I've been having another nightmare today, but um, you don't mean it's a work nightmare. So I, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm downing beer at a, at, a, at a furious rate here to try and calm myself down again. Um, yes, hello. It's been two weeks. I had a bit of a boiler nightmare. Do you want to hear about it? It's quite. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> Um, I don't know, however long ago, several weeks ago, we had two weeks ago, we had a, a minor electrical outage thing where one of our, you know, circuit breaker things tripped and we just reset it and thought nothing of it. Um, and then getting on for the evening, we thought, gosh, this house is starting to feel awfully cold and the boiler was off and I switched it off and on again. It's quite a complicated new boiler, so I had to get the manual and figure out how to do even that. 
but we rebooted it a few times and it was having none of it. So uh, uh, what did I do? So then we made an appointment with um, the company who makes the boiler because I, I was very clever. And when we bought it, it's only a year old. I bought a 12-year warranty. I thought, ah, for the first time ever, I'm going to win out on this whole warranty <laughs> nonsense. Um, but it turned out because I hadn't had it serviced, um, oh. with, with less than 12, it's bloody brand new. I mean, if I had anything else that was less than a year old, I, so it's like a literally a year old. Oh God, anyway, so yeah. because I hadn't serviced it within its first year of being brand new, my entire 12 year warranty was void. Oh no. Bastards. So anyway, I booked what was called a warranty renewal call out for 190 quid. So they would come out, they'd renew the warranty, <laughs> they'd service the boiler and they would fix the fault. Um, <laughs> And then oh, that was was that I, oh and then because because all this happened on Thursday evening and it was too late for it to happen Friday and they obviously don't work weekends it was Monday so zero heating for four days so the house is getting seriously cold by now so I really want it fixed on the Monday so this guy comes out and he's he's all right he's all right the bloke was all right but. He's one of these people. Okay, the analogy is this. Imagine you take your car into the garage because there's something wrong with the engine and you see an engine specialist and he services your engine and then he go, and then he hands you your keys back and goes, there you go, mate, all done. And A, you can't get into the car. And B, even if you could, the car wouldn't start. But he's right. But, but he's like, yeah, but I've serviced the engine, so I'm off, mate, all done. It's like, hang on a minute. So A, I couldn't control the boiler because you have to use an app and he hadn't synced it up and it wouldn't sync up for some reason so that's like the analogy of me not being able to get in mm-hmm. my fucking car yeah. and then and then b um it turns out the radiators still weren't getting warm even though the boiler was serviced so it's like brilliant i've serviced the boiler but our radiators are cold and i can't control them asshole um so I kept him in the house as long as I could, but he, he managed to get the app working, but I still, the radiators were still cold. He wandered off saying, oh, I'm sure it'll, they'll start warming up <laughs> and left. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, when they were still stone cold the next day, I rang up the boiler company um, in a, something of a rage by this point um, and asked for somebody else to come round, uh, and then they gave me an appointment, and it was only when I paid attention I realised, oh no, so so they gave me an appointment, um, and um, the next day, which was now Tuesday, so I, I had to take all Monday off work, so this was Tuesday, which I also now had to take off work, um, knock at the door, it's the same bloody bloke. Um, oh, my face falls, my wife looks around the corner and says loudly, oh no, um, the bloke says, what, don't you want me here? We say no, and he throws a complete strop, moans about how long he's spent at our house the day before, and then literally turns around and strops off. It's like, fuck. So then I'm back on the phone that to the boiler company. That is fucking wild. Sorry. I'm back on the phone so to the boiler company, even more furious. They give me another appointment, which I then realise is a week from oh, that Lord. day. And it, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. God, so, um, I would be I would be raging so hard. I'm surprised you're able to talk about it without So I rage <laughs> and eventually they 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 managed to get somebody else to come around the next day, which was Wednesday, and this guy actually knew what he was doing and fixed oh everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, that I was a week ago. Relax. Um, let me take a sip of my beer. What have I been up to this week? <laughs> I went to see Napoleon, which was awesome. 
I do love um um I've forgotten his name. The actor. Uh, Phoenix thingy. That's the guy. Yeah. Yep. Um, Bingy Phoenix. Yeah. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. That's the one. Phoenix is bad. Yeah, yeah, I know great. that. Napoleon is uh, yeah, is terrific. Um went to a nice restaurant in London with my wife, which was lovely. And in game, what have I been doing? Oh yeah, um, a good good show last week, by the way, guys. That that tidied me through. I went stomping off to the village at, at some point um, to get myself a coffee. So you want to get warm? <laughs> yes, pretty much. Um, and I listened to Lave Radio on the way, and it was jolly nice listening to that um, good discussion. So as p- the, the the bit of the discussion about things to do when you've done it all, I found a new thing to do that we didn't feature on the show. Falling into deep craters. Turns out it's it's great fun. Um, so somebody reported to me this crater on Callisto, which is one of Jupiter's moons, I believe, in the solar system. Uh, and they claimed that this crater was thirty between 33 and 36 kilometers deep. And my mind was racing, thinking, hang on, how high was Mount Neverest? That sounds insanely deep. I can't believe there's a crater 33 kilometers deep. So I went to have a look, uh, and it is. It's, you know, from, from the base of the crater to the tip of its rim is, yeah, it's about 33 kilometres. So I, I've i been jumping SRVs off it, and then I rolled a I rolled a DBX down the wall of it and filmed it. And it's been one of my most popular videos ever. Is four, it takes 14 minutes, folks, for a DBX to fall from the top of this crater to the bottom. Please tell me you sped it up with Benny Hill. No, no, I, I figured the point of this was to let the full 14 minutes of it slowly unfurl. And it's amazing just how many people seem to have got sucked into watching the full 14 minutes of a DBX tumbling down the wall of a crater and then commenting on it. I've I've had more engagement with that video than any other video where I've spent ages doing something skillful and editing it a lot. It turns out all you have to do is roll a spaceship down a wall and film it and people will love it. <laughs> I'm going on holiday next week, so then all I can leave all this crap behind me. Especially cold houses. Indeed. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to Ben. Uh, what have I I've been doing? Well, I, I've I've also left the house. Um, on Saturday, I went to see the Marvels again, and again. Uh, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I think it was the new Mocking Mockingbird uh, Hunger Games, Games thing, tr- yeah. trilogy thing. Oh, um, right. So I was actually I was surprised. I, I was expecting that to be really shit, frankly. Oh, right. Um, Is it not? It's not. You know, oh. I really was expecting it to be shit. Um, but it's at least as good as any of the other as any of the other films. Um, it's a bit of a musical, which makes sense considering the actress they got to play it, to play the, the, the lead character. Um, right. But yeah, it's just it's an interesting... It's a good little story, basically, about the President Snow becoming, you know, taking his first steps, basically. Oh, um, right. So it's about Snow. Okay. It's about Snow. Well, it's, it's about, that. yeah, it's about Snow when he was a teenager, basically. Um, or late teenager, just out of school um, and things like that. I don't want to say too much, obviously. But yeah, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Um Apparently it's a one-off and not a sequel, but who knows, because there is so much sequel potential. But apparently the author uh, just did it as a one-off, 
So I guess we'll see. Um, oh, right. So it's based on a, one of the books. It wasn't yeah, one of these. On, yeah. So it wasn't one of the, yeah, right. So it wasn't yeah. one of these, oh, they've gone and done this, so we'll just go and create movies like. Yeah, they, pretty- we've had a couple of good films. Let's milk the, milk the series even more. No, mm-hmm. it's by a book that she released back in 2020. Mm. Um, so that that was quite good. Um, I was going to say something. What was I going to say? What you've done in game, maybe? Um, yes, yeah, so, oh, I've been playing Elite. I've been. I wish I'd known about Alex Crater earlier because I've been. I've been flying around the solar system, basically just taking in the views because that's where I was last week. He's still there. I know the coordinates. Uh, I was actually. I was going to say to Chris. Would you and anyone else at Lave like to go on a road trip back to Sol? Uh, and we could go there. You do. Um, I'll see what these guys want to want to think. So yeah, I've been I've been f- I've been basically flying around Sol, going, oh look, there's the Big Dipper, there's Sirius, there's you know, there's Polaris. I recognise this. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been en- enjoying all that kind of stuff in Elite. Um, in Star Citizen, I've been doing I. <sighs> I don't know. It's not a protect. What would you call it when you're protecting people from pirates? Escort Maybe, missions. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We've been doing like anti-piracy kind of kind of stuff. Um, vigilante work. Yeah, vigilante work. That, that's another way of saying it. Uh, basically, though, we came in and you know we're like anyone in one of these ships attacking traders, we're going to kill you, and we did, and that that was fun for a couple of hours. Uh, and then we went off and said, anyone who's dying will will come rescue you. And we did that as well for a few hours. And that, so that was a lot of fun and very, it was very organized, which was quite interesting. Because like, you know, we sort of, we got out and like the ship opened up its doors. Two little snub fighters leave the ship and fly off and do scouting. Then, you know, providing everything's clear, then we sort of deploy a troop carrier, get the troop carrier near the person who's like running, you know, low on health. Um, it's a bit oh, a bit like um, Trauma Team from uh, from Cyberpunk. You know, we will sa- save you, but fuck anyone getting in our way, kind of thing. Um, what else have we been doing? Oh yeah, I've been playing uh, a little bit of RimWorld as well, and a few retro games. And fuck me, you know, like I can't even get through the first bloody level of Streets of Rage. You know, I was trying trying to play Streets of Rage earlier, and I was like, okay. I'm playing this on a gamepad controller. It is Bluetooth, I know this, so there is latency in there. But I'm getting like a dog coming up behind me, and it's like every single time I jump out the way of the dog, I land in some somebody is shooting at me's way. And I, I was like, what the hell am I meant to do? Because I can't turn around and shoot the dog, because I've got like about half, I've got less than half a second between the dog going from one side of my screen to the other. And I'm just like, this is the first bloody level. <laughs> And I, I, I'm, I'm like, okay, either I am sucking, or this is really, really, really hard. And and I wouldn't be at all surprised to find out that I am sucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> Giggity. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. really sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Yeah. No. Right. Well, after after that extensive catalogue, um, I've just been doing playing Final Fantasy VII again, again, mm-hmm. and more. On what uh, platform? On a PC, okay. uh, we're on 4K at full resolution. So I've been, I've ooh, loving it, uh, and I'm, I've almost completed it. So it's almost a check, check in, uh, a check in the box. Uh, so I've really been enjoying that. Surprisingly enough, um, 
a little bit of elite and uh, mostly a lot of yeah I'm, I'm back on the bike thankfully been on the bike all all this week so um i'm back cycling and then almost got knocked off yesterday which i didn't really want is that the second time you've almost been knocked off since you got back on the bike um, you almost knocked off the other week as well yeah it, it's it does seem that um people forget to use their brakes these days so <laughs> yeah it's mm. uh, a bit worrying um so that that's it really uh Right, moving on. Let's get this out of the way, the development news. Well, what have the devs said this week? Nothing official from the devs. Um, however, there was some um, news as far as uh, Frontier was concerned this, this week. Uh, they released a press statement um, acknowledging the fact that their latest release, um, Realms of Ruin, didn't go so well. Um, their sales projections are less than it should be, and uh, it's going to cause problems. So they've gone and released this statement, reass- trying to reassure the market, I think, that they've got three future CMS games, which is um, content. Well, hang on. We it's were arguing about management systems. Yeah, that's. Nope. that's... Nope. It's, it's, it's management it's simulations. Else. It's management simulations. Yeah. See, it's not just me who sees CMS. I don't, no, no, no. I, I, I don't management. CMSs. Ben, that's what I do for a living. I develop yeah, CMS. I, I don't. I, I don't CMS speak, for a living too. I don't speak in stu- in stupid office nerdy shit. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I speak in games, so I understood it. Right. Well, you should understand this then. They got three new games coming out in each of the next financial years in in twenty five, twenty six, and twenty seven. So there's no- better be Planet Coaster two. That's all I'm fucking saying. <laughs> Come on! The important thing that they've said is along this, alongside these new games, we will continue to develop and support our portfolio of existing games, including Elite Dangerous, our F1 Manager franchise, and Realms of Ruin. Um, so, yes, it's... Put it this way, when this statement was released, the stock market, it lost another 20% on the stock market or something daft like that. Uh, uh, so things were not looking good with uh, <clears throat> with Frontier, we do know that they're still very cash rich, uh, and they're able to take these losses. Um, uh, there's a massive thread on the forums with people discussing what it means for Elite Dangerous, <laughs> where surprisingly it comes out quite positive because they've actually reassured people that they're going to develop and support Elite Dangerous. When for the last was it month month and a bit we've it's been kind of quiet. We expect that's because they've been working in Realm of Ruin. So, yeah, there's been an awful lot of uh, stuff in the press as well about how it's how Realm of Ruin hasn't taken off. And uh, basically, especially PC Gamer, they the thing was, I mean, did anyone else read that PC Gamer review of Realm no, of Ruin? No, what did they say? Well, to me, I read through it all, and they were kind of saying that the the controls weren't as good, and it, it was it was falling over uh, too much. But what the entire the rest of it was a complaint about the setting that is not Warhammer; it's Age of Sigma. No, that's a that's a thing. My understanding is that that the had Frontier maybe been able to occupy, um, like take a 
better, a more appreciated by the Warhammer nerds um, IP. They might have done a little bit better with it, but Age of Sigma is something that's really mm. not not enjoyed at all by a lot of Warhammer nerds. Yeah, but the problem is if you've got real-time strategy and with a Warhammer game, you're up against Total War Warhammer. And that game is unbelievably good. And I don't I don't know you'd be able to drag the other Warhammer people away from it, to be honest. Well, I, I, if, it, if it was, I think, honestly, if it was anything other than, from, from, from the, I'm, I really enjoyed it. What, what I played of it, I thought it was really, really fun. I thought the um, the story was really engaging. I love the fact that the um, uh, the cutscenes had mocap. Um, all of that stuff was incredibly promising. Really good for a frontier game. Um, I, I, it's really good for a frontier game. Mean, like, make me think that I'm thinking. Um, uh, it's not. It, it's not. It, it like frontier don't do good games because I wholeheartedly um the evidence is in itself that i believe the frontier maker games but um i just don't think i i wish maybe had it been something else like what what was the other one that they did that was it like the 4k oh the 40 uh warhammer 40k yeah warhammer, yeah 40k yeah. thing um had they done a real-time strategy sort of based in that universe I, but, but I wonder if some, something else is stopping them from doing that. I don't know enough about Warhammer to feel oh, like I know what I'm talking about at it's all. A, it's, it's a licensing nightmare. They, I can imagine. Games Workshop look after their IP like uh, uh, an old lord looks after a chastity belt, if you know what I mean. So it's 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 incredibly tough to get into into where you want to be. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this this metaphor, but uh, are, are, you, are you trying to say that Warhammer basically gave the Mage of Sigma as a as a redheaded stepchild? Um, let's just say I think Age of Sigma is is not treated as well as the other two mm. universes, even though they've actually officially stopped uh, the first the original Warhammer Fantasy Battles. I mean, Alan would know tons about this stuff because yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, they, they were they were saying that this would have been better as a as a, a Warhammer forty k thing. But to tell you the truth, I don't think Games Workshop would have let them have the license. Because oh, who's got the license for Warhammer forty k games? Oh, um, they're actually quite good at keeping the license the actual license to themselves. They'll say, "Oh, you can have the license for that." We know that Frontier, their other the Demon Hunter game. Mm. Um, I mean. They've got the license for that uh, particular chapter of Warhammer 40k Marines, but there are other there are other licensing things where you can license one chapter of Space Marines, but you can't use any other chapters. It's oh yeah, they've got it. They've got I'm it. Not, I've up. seen some absolutely terrible mobile games in the 40k universe. Yeah, I just couldn't bring myself to play them. Some of the games, mobile yeah. games are. Uh... Well, they are terrible anyway. Aren't yeah, but they're, they're, a lot of them are predatory, aren't they? So it's mm. um... yes, a lot of them are. Um, ironically, though, <laughs> uh, as a, as I found out, if you if you you've got to try and go and find the right balance to get revenue from those games. If you you do it too predatory, then mm. you know you've, you are fleecing your customers, and they and they know it. Uh, if you don't do enough, like you say, oh, if you 
pay you ask never ask them to pay for your game because no one will buy it. <laughs> too used to getting a something for free and then just paying a little microtransaction as it goes. Um or in my case, your game gets pirated by someone in Russia and even though you got fifty thousand downloads, you don't get a penny of it. So yay. Not that I'm bitter about it. No. <laughs> Not at all. Anyway, um so the upshot of all this is that uh yeah, there's people who are actually positive about this announcement because they said that they are going to continue to develop and support Elite Dangerous. PLDR, um, game's not dead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, we've got three years. Four years. Three, three, four years. Something like that. Three, four years is what they committed to. Because well, they were talking about um, tw- tw- the, 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 the post. Hang on. They're talking about making a CMS game in 27, but then Yeah. Not. Yeah, but yeah, and, and, and during that time, continual support and development mm. for... Well, stretch, uh, but go on then. If you... Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't think that's a stretch. I think that's fair. I suppose alongside, alongside, alongside is, is afraid. I mean, yep. Wow, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold that up. I wouldn't hold them up to that in a court of law. But yeah, I, I mean, on. we're 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 fucking ten years down the line. I'm I've I've had my fill of the game. I've played. Oh yeah, five, I'm not five thousand hours. So I, I hadn't read that sentence as saying Elite will continue into twenty seven. <laughs> no. Well, I read CMS and read it as a completely different thing. So you know, interpretations are what they are. They are indeed right. Uh, well, according to to this, um, they haven't made any announcement. They've, I think the last announcement about a patch was uh, obviously in the last live stream. They said there was a, but we haven't heard anything about a, a new yeah. patch coming at the end of this month because it's almost at the end of this month. We were uh, speculating quite heavily that this patch might have something else in it, but I'm, I suppose I'm having my doubts now because yeah. because that would be a story beat. That would kind of have to happen almost. But if it is just a, um, uh, what, what do they call it? Not a reliability, a stability update? I, yeah. I guess they're more Quality of life, maybe. isn't it? No. Yeah, quality <laughs> of life, which is, you'll, get, you'll, get, uh, you'll be off again. You'll get Alec <laughs> off again. Yeah. I'm definitely poking as long the as there's a working today, heater. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Ben. So long as the heat, there's a working heater. <laughs> yes. And on the subject of, on the subject of poking the bear, I do appreciate the extra comments we're now getting in the uh uh in the chat about me and Adders. Um yes, I appreciate them like a hole in the teeth. So um right, I guess that's going to be it for the moment. Uh, we were going. We did have a, a a Galnet news roundup by Paul, which was which was quite nice. <laughs> the usual, um, the usual account as edited by Marvin the Paranoid Android, I think. But uh, oh wow, it's big! I've missed this one. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back. Well, he's, he's had a couple of weeks to catch up. You see, but it's like a month's worth. Yeah. Awesome! I love that. If he's going to do the monthly, that's cool. Oh, that's going to be quite a lot. Well, no, because we get like two a, two a week at the moment. <laughs> right. Moving on from that, we've got the community news. And the community news is important because this time, it's Buckyball again. <laughs> I'm glad you're on, Alec, and you're not off next week. <laughs> it's a shame I wasn't here last week because I forgot to announce it. There's a Buckyball race on. It started last Saturday. Get on it, folks. You've you've missed three days, but you can keep going. I, there's there's something momentous has happened. I have to shout about this because I'm just so excited because this <laughs> never happens. This never happens. <laughs> no, um, 
Well, today's today's leaderboard. Yeah. Top of today's leaderboard is, Ooh, is yours it? truly is yours truly ahead of both Skur and Shane Blackwood. Are they ill? Oh, do we know that they do we know that they will sound mind at the moment? Are we okay? Okay. okay. I mean, I'm a COVID. the thing is, the thing is, to be you know, to be fair, I, I'm going to say this quietly, but I'm in a fully kitted out, super sleek, super lightweight high range dbx you know the 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 most boring shit because it's the obvious one to win this race um whereas both scare and shape are in type sixes and type sevens respectively let's gloss over that let's gloss over that let me go down the scoreboard once again alec turner then skirt then shane blackwood yes in in a type six and type seven just to clarify no no. gloss over that Okay, I'll gloss over over the fact that they're both in a type six and type seven. Yes, perfect. Good to know. Good to know. It's good race. So, closing it's close encounters of a bucky kind. Uh, What does that entail then? So, what it entails, uh, it is a rerun of a a previous race with some slightly rejigged stations, but. The the idea is it, it's it's one of these lovely super simple races until you get into it and discover it's it's got its little so there's no bonuses or any of that stuff you you take off from a space station in the Curead system and then you have to visit four other space stations um, in any order you like and then come back to the Curead station but the neat thing is that all of these stations are notable for being very close to the body that they orbit. In particular, it features um, Robert Aitken Orbital, where basically there isn't enough route. You, you, you know, normally if you're coming in, you there's a sort of rule about cutting past the planet and then you end up facing the mail slot. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't do that at Robert Aitken. I mean, there is no way you can do that, you know, you because, because the, the station is so damn close to the planet. There's no way of sort of putting yourself between the station and the planet and then point you know you're you you have to come in at the side to squeeze in between the two basically um that's the most extreme one but but the others are similar there's an asteroid base which makes which is interesting as well so so all the normal sort of tried and trusted buckyball techniques of doing your sort of corkscrews and controlling the speed and coming in in a nice arc they they sort of don't work because you're suddenly getting very close to planets which means if you if you get too close, and some of these planets have got quite a hefty pull on them, if you get too close, you you can suddenly find yourself in very thick soup. Um, you know, I, I one of my first practice runs, I cut too close to one of them, and my my ETA went from sort of four seconds to about thirty seconds. I basically abandoned the run because I was just so stuck in the glue of its gravity that there was no point pressing on. Um, so it's really it's really interesting it's like it's pure simple buckyball racing but you've just got to get it just right and you you kind of you can't follow a rule it's not like you can there's no sort of simple rule you can follow you've just really got to use all those instincts of listening to the sound of the engines and and getting a feel for it and yeah it's great i love it it's my favorite sort of race excellent Uh, but nothing to do with the fact that of course you're winning that helps that does help (laughs) <laughs> I'm actually gonna have to. I'm gonna miss the end of the race. I'm going on holiday on Friday, so I will miss the last two days, which means I will. Ooh, I that's will gonna be. To, well, I will get to watch myself slowly and inevitably <laughs> sink down the leaderboards like a DBX rolling into a very deep crater. 
or Daniel Ricardo when he goes out first and then <laughs> sees himself go straight to the bottom. Yeah, yeah, it'll happen. But I'm trying to cement a good head lead, a good a good head start. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Well, for those of you who want to know more details about this, we have the Buckyball Race uh, uh, link in the show notes. So yeah, it's available on the forums, so you can Runs have a until call. midnight Sunday the. Uh, third. third. Sunday the third. Right. All right. Uh, ben does look as if he's he's slowly approaching the coordinates. So this will this will be interesting. Um, right. Next up. Now this this one's going to make you some people feel old, especially me. Um, last week it was the ninth anniversary of the launch event. Nine years since the 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 game was not officially launched, but the launch party happened. The one at uh, we, Duxworth. The one at Duxworth. Were you there? No, um, no. No. So the only person that was there was Ben. Were you not there, Colin? No. Oh. There's a re. My. Yeah. That's that's the time. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't discuss what happened to me yeah. that day, but yeah. Um, it was. Uh, yeah. Good times were had by all, and I don't want to rub your noses in it. Um. Well. It, is there anything that you can remember that night, or did it, did it disappear in a drunken haze? I, unlike certain people, um, was actually completely sober. Oh. Were you there in an official live radio capacity, Ben? Because there were there. interviews from live radio from Duxworth, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. I, I was there in an official live radio capacity. Um, um, I am the well, I'm the person who poked Lisa to get Fozzer to do the thing because I was like (laughs) Fozzer was basically too busy blethering away to everybody and like Fozzer were meant to be getting interviews and Fozzer was like yeah I'm just having I'm just talking to people and I was like I know you're talking to people get a fucking microphone and record it (laughs) do the thing um to quote quote a phrase um so yeah that that was that um we were in a we did we did we did we I don't think we did. I'm trying. I I I can't remember. I know we did have interviews with David, um, and I know I spoke to David. You didn't. We didn't have interviews with David Braben at that Um, particular time. We'd had the interviews with other people, but not not Um, David. Yeah, I know. I know. I spoke to him a wee bit and things like that. Um, And I know he was genuinely touched when we presented him. A check for tens of thousands for um, for his charity and thing uh, for well, it was for special effects and I think it was another charity as well. Um, but there were charities that David basically said, "Could you, you know, if you're going to do something, do it for that, will you please?" Um, yeah. And you know, he was genuinely touched with all that. Um, we were in a lovely position underneath an airplane's wing. Um, and it was a nice, it was a nice plane. I can't remember what it was, but I just remember going, "Oh my god, we're under that!" And it was awesome. <laughs> um, and then you know, I've, the, most of the event is a blur. I have to admit, um, I was lucky in inverted commas because I obviously I did get to see the Cobra up close and personal when they were making it because we were obviously setting up. Mm-hmm. You know, we were setting up our thing when they were setting up their thing. Oh, I see. And they were assembling it. Well, oh, yeah. they, 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 it was assembled by the time we were there. But, you know, it was like a few Frontier staffers and people for the event. 
and then we were there setting up our thing, and we could just like you know be there and drool over the co- over the cobra with nobody else wanting to see it and get in the way. Yeah. Um, we were just like, yeah, please don't send any photos of this out. You know, we want this as a surprise. So you know, we were there. You know, as the doors were opening because. Like the hangar doors were opening, and it was like opening, and the the cobra was front and centre, and just watching everybody's reaction when they saw that was, you know, they just they were, you know, tears were in eyes basically seeing that cobra <laughs> being unveiled. Yeah, um, I managed to it... scale. No, it was one third scale. Okay. One third, yeah, it's not still one. pretty big. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, I got to see it. At Frontier been, Expo. Yeah, it's been it's been dug out a couple of other times. I don't know what what's happening to it now, uh, but it was amazing. Yeah, um, <laughs> they might have mounted it outside the, their uh, offices, like the Concorde is at, in Paris Airport. Yeah, I don't if know if anyone's got an well awful lot of money and wants to buy it. I I I, <clears throat> I wouldn't mm. be surprised if it was for sale. <laughs> it's um, in a in a warehouse in pieces at the moment. Oh, mm. right. But it could be it could be put back together. I know yeah, this. I know this. Yeah, it's supposed for ease of transport because she's sick. Um, but yeah. it is it is something that um, they 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 have a big, big space for it at the moment. Um, they yeah. don't have a mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, it would there? be lovely if it could be transport. They might be glad of a bob or two at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is, they're going to put every all of their all of their old merch and old stuff on eBay just. <laughs> Don't they? They do. Yeah, it's called liquidi- liquidizing assets, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, it was a thing of beauty. Um, and then obviously we had the after- you know, afterwards. We all basically went back to the hotel, and that's where we quite infamously managed to edit somebody sober uh, for it's the somebody's... interview that we had. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were. Uh, Chris Jarvis did, I think it was Jarvis, did an amazing edit job so that this person did not appear completely and utterly shit-faced. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, this, this is when the community was all friends, before we, there weren't any falling outs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that is true, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was before, before those days. Before those days um, was... So, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was fun. Um <laughs> And yeah, obviously that's the first time we met Ed Lewis as well. Was it? Uh, yep. Oh it right. Ed's fir- it was Ed's first thing. I didn't um, realise he was on board from the from the get go. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, He was definitely. on board. So the, the very the very first, ironically enough. <laughs> um, so you know, I thankfully had been you know I knew what was going off. Um, and in the stairwell of the hotel that we were all staying at, there must have been some workies. So I basically found this sheet of paper face up on the on the stairs of the of the hotel, showing the fact there was a there was a, a model of a of a full size cobra, and you know Frontier were desperately trying to keep that hidden, and we were just lying in the stairwell of the hotel for anybody to see. So was I, I, I was I I was responsible and handed that off to Ed um, before before the show went live. <laughs> Aren't like, you yeah. such a goody two shoes? I was a goody two shoes. Well, I was. I am a goody two shoes. Yeah, I am. You know, yeah, you know, lawful good or well, maybe not quite. I don't know. Somewhere between lawful good and lawful neutral. 
Uh, oh, yeah, actually, just as a, a side note, it is, it is just me, but the uh, the good old allegiance system isn't in Baldur's Gate 3, is it? Say, say is that it entirely in? again. Well, you the whole lawful whatever system. You know, you don't, you don't pick it. You don't like. I, I have a big yeah, problem right. with it. I will, I will say right now, I have a big problem with alignment in, um, in D and D, as is anyway, because there are you, you, you should be free to make whatever fucking choices you want, and that says who you are. I, I played in the game for months as the only chaotic good character in the mm-hmm. in the campaign, and then uh, about hot about. A, a, a couple of months in, I got to a point where we waterboarded a guy with vinegar. It's a long story. <laughs> we okay, right? He was a villain. He was a bad guy. But yeah, but there is a problem with like I I I struggle with alignment just in Dungeons and Dragons in general. Um, um so I'm quite glad that um there is not a huge focus of it in a lot of different campaigns at the moment because it's unnecessary um because your choices define you. To quote maybe the doctor, I don't know. <laughs> right. Okay, that's 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 the the D&D section over for the moment. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> for now. <laughs> for now. Well, no. Right, so um, yeah, a uh, bit bittersweet for me, but because I yeah. missed it. But um, yes, it just me. I just saw the whole thing come up on Facebook the other day, and I'm just, I, I just suddenly went, "Oh, I am old." <laughs> yeah, also, I mean, you know, I remember, you know, in the past, you know, I had, I remember my fortieth birthday at a Lavecon. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had. Two children be born whilst we've had elites. Um, no, uh, two. Well, two children be born since the Kickstarter. One child since elite, I guess technically. <laughs> um, depends on you know. It all. It's all sort of where do you count elite as starting? Yeah. Oh, no, that's 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 a that's you know, a big d- question. Nine eighty five. Four. Four. Yeah. Sorry, it predates me. My apologies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is the start of Elite eighty four? Is it? I bet they started here? coding it in eighty three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, did Elite Dangerous no, start no, with the Kickstarter? Yeah, we've got to talk. To say Elite Dangerous, because otherwise yeah. there might be some sued or some legal action. That is true. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now they can't afford it, Colin. It's okay. Now tell that to Spider Mind Games. Tell that to Spider Mind Games. Jeez. Well, now. We don't want Bell Rights Incorporated shutting down live radio now, do we? Oh, gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, yeah. you, yes, you said the word elite without the phrase elite dangerous. So that means we can, we can sue you. You yes. need to sound. It now needs to sound. You need to sound like you're pushing your glasses even harder on your face, Colin. <laughs> at this point, I'm sorry. It's this thing that's up my ass at the moment. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's where those are end up. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Moving wow. on. Can I? Can I just pick up on this one real, really, real quick? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, there was a, a charity streamathon over the weekend in aid of Stack Up. I thought it was really fun. I thought the idea was really fun, and there were a couple of um, uh, hosted by a load of Elite Dangerous commanders. So we are looking at um, Brother Sabathius, Erom, um, uh, Gino Garen, um, Cal Four Seasons, to name 
spot a few of the commanders that took place. It was a Gankers versus Guidas thing, and it was like I enjoyed how it was using the power of ganking for good. Um, they raised <laughs> over they, they raised over five five thousand um dollars for oh, nice. um for Stack Up, which is a charity that supports veterans. Um, I believe I uh, I don't know if it's worldwide veterans. I know it's very heavily in the in the US. They're a lovely charity. I know a lot of people who've done work for them before. Um, yeah, fanta- fantastic! Congratulations to all of the wonderful commanders involved. If you want to donate, we have left. Uh, there is a link in um, uh, the show notes. That was the word I was looking for. There was a, there is a link in the show notes for. Um, uh, for if you wish to so do so it was a really good event i i dipped in and tuned in where i could but you know i'm busy all of the time <laughs> so we um, yeah, shut up shut up ben stop drawing attention to it i don't like it i thought right when i do it it's when I, I, anybody else draws attention to it sleep. i don't mate i don't mate i was waiting i was sat on my laptop at one o'clock um sat in bed on my laptop at like one o'clock um, in the morning, like a couple of nights ago, replying to emails and um, writing a script for something else that I was doing. Yeah, no, I don't uh, sleep. Talking, talking about you and the, the you know, seconds of free life you've got, how's uh-huh. things going with the uh, the Twitch modding that you were doing as well? Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, we got some. We got some good stuff going on. Um, so yeah, it, things are things are fun. Things are really fun at the moment, and I there's there's um yeah, it's just it's just good times. It's just good times. And yeah, I just wanted to make sure that people are aware of this charity thing that happened because it was cool. I have a charity thing coming up in two weeks. I'm not going to talk about it now. I'll probably talk about it next week. Probably probably <laughs> the best place I'm, best probably. time for it. Yes. <laughs> right. So if you have a community event taking place soon, as Psychic just said there would be, um, and you would like us to shout about it across the airwaves, tweet the crew at Lave Radio or email us at info at laveradio.com. Out of to which we did get email messages, and I must thank everybody who who offered to help buy me a carrier this week. <laughs> mm. That's yes. adorable. Yeah, um, I must admit, I I, I was tempted, but um, uh, I um, I'm determined to do it by myself, just so that I can experience the whole good and bad of actually getting one. So. <laughs> Uh, thank you, little Bigian. Funding stabilizers. That's that's always useful. Thank we, you. We're definitely doing that as well. That's another. That's another one we have to work on. Mm. Right. Moving on to the <laughs> in-game events of what's been happening this week. Well, on Thursday, the twenty-third of November, the CG for the campaign mining campaign in LHS three eight seven two concluded, and there was about. 1,500 people who took part in this CG, which is quite a lot for a mining CG. And um, yes, rocks were mined and people got rich. I didn't, because I only ended up 100%. But I actually thoroughly enjoyed it, especially flying around in a T9 with the full VR headset on. That was... was, Oh, and when I did get a rock to explode, it it is still awesome. Yeah, yeah, but mining in in vr particular is great mm-hmm. i'm not sure i've done it yeah the only problem was that um i forgot how close you have to be when they're the, yeah. the, uh, um the, 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 the rocket explodes uh no it wasn't that i had my ship launch fighter at the time that disappeared in a puff of smoke <laughs> <laughs> oops 
Oops. Yes. So yeah, keep your fighter hidden when you're. Uh, um, <clears throat> yes, doing that. And I had to defend myself in that fighter. Mm. Yeah, I, it was good fun. It's the first time I've ever been in one of the ship launch fighters in VR. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh, it's awesome. It's it's like a cross. It is a cross between a Tie Fighter and, a, and an X Wing. It's got the speed and the maneuverability of a Tie Fighter with the shields of an X Wing, and I'm and they're going. This is awesome. <sighs> so yes, um, there we have the the CG. Uh, did anyone else take part? Or was it just me? No, I was just too busy enjoying Salt. Ah, fair enough then. Right, on the... Tw- oh, this... Oh, here's a red rag to the bull. Hello. Uh, on Friday, the 24th of November, Azimuth Biotech has now claimed that they can serve the Alliance instead of the Sirius Corporation. Okay, important... Important to note... Important to note that um, Alliance went, nah, mate. Very important to note that that happened first um, rather yes. than anything else. Um, I had to I had to change the day since Azimuth nonsense um, number down um, in our um, in the Operation Witch on Discord because this serves as bullshittery from um, the um, oh Torben Raidmaker had something to say didn't he um, oh, yeah of course he did of course he did we'll we'll get in there we we can be trusted to serve the Alliance for their anti Xeno needs we know how well that went the last time Azimuth how that fucking turned. dare you. Yes. Um, yeah, I just thought it was. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really funny, and because we'd already been doing a little bit of, um, uh, there was um, the Mazamuth kicking, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, so the the place where the Musashi is at the moment um, mm-hmm. is um, they they've been. There's nothing we can do about it because the Musashi is there. So they will they will always be, while the Musashi Musashi? Yeah, sure. Call it that. I don't give a shit. Um while that's there, it's um Azimuth will always be in that system because you can't take them um take their mega ship, their like flagship mega ship, you can't take that away from them. So that's sat in this system at the moment. But what had happened is that it crept up and took control of the system. All they've so, got now is a mega ship. So well, well, no, no. They've got a couple oh. of other systems as well because they've got Hind Mine, Hind Mine Towery. You know when yeah. Tanner did the um, back when they were Taurus Mining Ventures, and Tanner was like, "I think there's something dodgy going on. I'm gonna go against Aegis, take my mega ship there, and you all have to side with me." And everyone went, "Hey, these Taurus Mining Ventures people look innocent. Why are you going for them?" And yeah. then they went, <laughs> then they did the, the big switchy room and became um, became Azimuth. That's good. Um, that's good. Yeah, it's 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 been it's been a fun ride. I do like I do like this story. I don't know if I've mentioned. I'm kind of fond of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like all of that happened. So they there's a couple of places where we can't we can't move them out of. Um, uh, um, T Towery is one of them because Hind Mine is like um, hand wavium locked after yeah. the results of that CG. Um, anywhere that where they've got a, um, a mega ship because mega ships are locked to factions, we can't move them out of there. And um, the Mbuni, I think it is where you can get you get the permit to Mbuni. They're mm-hmm. the only faction in there, and there's no no one else around who can move into move into there and take over. So there's like four systems at the moment that they are um they are they are held to um effectively. But we'd noticed 
after mm. a small period of time that in Ziwanda, which is where the Museshi is, they'd they'd crept up. And just as this article came out, we were just completing the war to retake the system away from them. So I thought it was it was really beautiful timing and um it probably like the last day of the war and we were like absolutely not <laughs> responding in kind kind of thing um so yeah it was, it's just been it's just been a bit of fun um seeing our stalwart folks who were very active in engaging against azimuth are still doing it Excellent. And uh, it's always good to hear that, to be honest. It really is. They're in an um, election at the moment. So you can um, if you go to Z Wangda, they're in an election for another um another uh, f- uh losing another um settlement or or just like getting further down so we can get them as low as possible and they only have the Musashi. But um we um they're in an election. So if you if you want if you're wanting something to do in Elite Dangerous and you haven't got anything to do at the moment. Um, there's an election going on in Ziwango. If you want to fight, um, do things against Asimuth, by all means, fill your boots. Excellent. Always good, always good for a good voting. No. Yes. <laughs> Moving on from there, we had an update today uh, about the Thargoid War. Uh, and this is from the war correspondent Jade Sandlin, uh, who provides her regular summary of the latest news regarding the Thargoid conflict. Um, it's now a whole year since the Thargoid War started. I thought it was December it started. Well, it's it's close enough, I suppose. But, um, yeah, a whole year of the Thargoid War, which is, um, yes. And it's pleasing to report that humanity's resistance remains strong. Uh, New invasions are rare, and Thargoid vessels have been driven out of a lot of occupied systems. Uh, We've got the numbers for that, which is quite good. So people are quite upbeat about the progress of the Thargoid War. However, there is this sneaky suspicion that something might be happening soon because, yes, there are the thousands of peoples who were were captured uh, and rescued from the Titans. Debate is is continuing over what to do with them. Uh, And... Also, the fact that Felicia Winters winning the federal presidential election says she's going to reduce um, military spending, which is, uh, yes. Hmm. Is that really the best idea to do? Mind you, if you're just giving money to Aegis, is that considered spending on your own military? Is that what she says that she's doing? I haven't read... No, no, she's. she's... I, know that, I know that Aegis were having um, contributions from all superpowers at one point, yes. right? Yeah, but it all depends on whether or not she considers those contributions to be part of the military spending. But then again, if she cuts back on the military spending and Aegis says, actually, we're going to need some federal battle cruisers, and they say, uh, actually, we scrapped them, it might be a bit difficult. I'd imagine, you know, real world things, you know, the UK spending money on NATO counts towards our military budget, wouldn't it? Ooh. Even if it's a NATO operation. Yes. Certainly. Yes, probably. Yeah. What I like about this story, it mm-hmm. gives me a little bit of um a little bit of ongoing hope for the game is, you know, the final paragraph about uh you know, um uh, Felicia Winters releasing all the all the returnees into civilization next year when when her term of office begins next year. Sort of makes me feel like there's a there's a whole big story arc that's already planned for next year involving. Mm. I mean, if there if there is if they do go down the zombie route, and I'm not saying they will, and I sort of hope they don't, but but there's clearly something 
this the, they're stringing yeah. this story out about these people being released back into society so if they've got something in mind um it you know it sounds like it's planned for next year i don't know i'll take a little bit of hope from that that there's more to come yeah yeah um yeah add that to the uh uh, the comments that were made today, I think, I think, yes, we we are looking for some t- some decent content next year. Uh, the present Thargoid War status, well, um, the Thargoids now control three hundred and one systems, which are down ten from last week. Uh, the Tanaris Titan is now completely isolated, uh, but it has not gone inactive, so it's it's doing something. Um, this is quite interesting, though. A large number of the spire sites have now also gone inactive, mostly due to human activity. Yeah. Uh, so, we yeah, yeah, it does seem like we're we're knocking them back quite hard. Nearly, I'm just looking at the spreadsheet now. It looks like nearly fifty percent. Yeah. Well, look, no, well, not quite, but you know, yeah, about forty percent, really. Yeah, a good, a good, you know, a good minority of it has suddenly just gone. Nope, we're we're dead. <laughs> Um, it's a however, bit of a shame if they get them all inactive. Yeah. However, um, there may be something happening because at this present moment in time, there's only 21 alerts which have been stopped. And there's only a day or so left. So that means we could have up to nine invasions next week. Well, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah. I I'm mean, I mean. <laughs> No! Oh, oh no! no what no. a shame! Oh no! The thug going to hang on. What a shame! Yeah. Oh no! That means we we we, we get to do Alpha the fun stuff. Like. No, more <laughs> gameplay. Oh no! Gameplay! No! Gameplay! No! <laughs> so, um, at the moment, they they're now to down to just about three hundred systems from almost one thousand two hundred. So that's them, them officially lost 75% of the territory they've gained. Take that, Thargoids. <laughs> Take that, you bugs. Alien uh, scum. Do you want to know more? Um, can, I, can I just say, yes. and I, it's, it's, more of a, it's more of an ask, actually. I want to see what your guys' opinion of, is of this. Do we feel that it has run its course at this point and we're now um it's now wind- winding down or do you think there's going to be something else that comes along on top to make things worse worse for humanity again do you think we have thyroid war f- fatigue or do you think i mean that's many questions in one yes it um, is <laughs> so, so basically what I'd you're asking, to, i'd love to know your thoughts so what you're asking is a do you think that something big is going to turn the corner and throw the war into another mm-hmm. uh and oh, do, do you think people are burning out? How do you feel about maybe that's something we can discuss after the break? After the break, yes. You know what? why not? Why not? I think that's why a fantastic. Not? I mean, there we were thinking. Well, what the heck are we going to talk about today? And no, no, no. What I was going to say is, well, we'll we'll, we'll park the carefully planned main discussion that we had. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> for another week, and we'll do this one instead. Excellent. For sure, for sure. That sounds perfect. You know, Alec, have you ever thought of being a spin doctor? <laughs> So if that's the case, then it's that time of the week again. Score alert!
and welcome back. Well, the store alert has has fired off quite nicely this week because we have the new void paint jobs, which is a, a variant of black with 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 shininess. Um, has anybody actually looked at these, or more importantly, has anybody bought them? I haven't I've bought them. I was a bit them. cynical about this because it's like, oh, yet another black, you know, in a game that, where the 90% of the screen is black and this is like the fourth variation on black that you've sold us. But that said, I can't, as we've been doing the show, I keep my eyes keep landing back on that void mamba thinking, bloody hell, that looks amazing. How really it does, it's a that. nice black, isn't it? It's... The, the, it's got that kind of iridescence to it, hasn't it? It's like yes. a blue, a yeah. blue, like it's like yeah. a black blue sheen. I like, I, I do like that. Um, okay. did you happen and- to see that they were? Um, they accidentally went onto the store for the first like two hours or so. They went onto the store with the discount with the rest of everything. No, I didn't. Yeah, they, they were they did. not supposed to be. Uh, they weren't damn, supposed to be. No. Oopsie. So, oh. Some people, some people, some people I know particularly well who snapped them up, who might be celebrating in our chat right now, um, <laughs> and who saved nineteen thousand five hundred arcs by doing so. But um, did they wow. buy every single one or something? They they bought like four, I think, um, for because they because they really liked them and fair play to them. Yeah. Um, yes. But they, uh-huh. yeah, they were they were discounted, but they're not now. So no, they're not now because of course they're not now because that's when I bought them. <laughs> uh yeah i've gone and bought the imperial clipper one which is because it's an imperial clipper and i just have to have the, the imperial clipper and of course the asp explorer because the asp explorer they're actually really quite nice looking as far they, as they like just, just a bog standard black skin kind of nice looking <laughs> well yeah i mean the, there was the you know the black friday ones have come around again and uh, yes, I'm. I've got all the Black Friday ones, uh, but these ones have just got a slightly different sheen of black. <laughs> I've gone into my gothic stage again. <laughs> um, so yes, those have turned out practically for every ship there is, including the Mark, the Cobra Mark Four, which, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many uh, ship skins there are for the Mark Four. Hang on. Don't worry. Keep talking. I'll find it. No, don't worry. I've already found them, and uh, I've already yes. found them. Sorry, no. Yes, uh, uh, yeah. There's, there's less than two pages, so, so just like the bog standard ones, right? Uh, so yeah, uh, when you compare it to the Cobra Mark Three, there's about nine pages. So oh, so yeah. Uh, I bought a couple. Um, anybody else bought them yet? Yeah. I, I know, no, some, but Alec is tempted. Alec is tempted. I am, I'm actually, I'm currently trying to remember if I have bought them. I'm trying to figure out how to work out what I bought recently. I did buy some stuff recently and I can't if they, For me, if they did like a black with a purple undertone, you could, you like the, the arcs would be flying. <laughs> um, if there was a, if it was like a, a like a dark. purple stygian. This isn't Stygian. Is purple Stygian. This I know. isn't Stygian. I have a lot of purple Stygian skins okay. already. Um, but if they did a black with a purple undertone, I would be all over that shit like um, money grew on trees and I had a money tree in my garden. <laughs> yeah. Get in touch with your inner goth with that one. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'd go back to go back to like 15-year-old psychic who only wore black with slight pink, in, um, slight pink um, accents. <laughs> That hasn't changed. Oh no! 
Oh, and by the way, you can get it. You can also get the Stygi- the the Void Black for uh, the Scorpion and the SLV. Good. So, just to let you know, Alec. I yeah, I have my purple SLV. Can... I can't colour my SLVs anything else. It's too much for trademark now. <laughs> what what purple do you use? Is it the Stygian purple or just? No, it's um, uh, it's it's iridescent. I think. Is that okay. What it's okay. Oh yeah, the iridescent ones are they're nice. They are nice. They, they are nice. Um <laughs> moving on from from there, as everybody has already mentioned, the Stygian paint jobs are back and they are thirty percent off. I love these. Unfortunately I've got one for every single ship anyway, so uh, that I've got. So yeah. Um Are these yeah, limited time, do you know, the Stygians? Yeah, yeah, the Stygians tend to come out sort of November. Um, end of November, um, beginning of December, and then it migrates over to Chrome towards Christmas. So you get your okay. golds and your and your silver, um, your Chrome colours, and also then those iridescent ones that you're talking about are around Christmas as well. So it might have a couple of weeks to get your stigins. Possibly. Yeah. I don't might. <laughs> I'm asking so. on behalf of Tuplex in chat. I saw and I in got, chat. Oh, and then my heart, my heart went out to him because he's literally nine arcs short of getting his Stygian paint job, oh, no. but he's reached his weekly cap. The the issue oh, is I don't want, I don't want to say like a hundred percent yes, it's still going to stay, but um, I mean well, they'll normally, probably come back next year. Normally, the, these is um when they do the twelve days of christmas they normally keep all these things open until the the end of the 12 days of christmas i don't think i can't remember them doing that this that last year i thought stygian um stygian tr- tr- became um became the other one right. all tuplex is saying in chat yeah. that the stygian offer, offer runs until december the 1st so if he plays on friday they should, should be, be okay. able to do enough to get um nine arcs to be able to buy them because it will be probably december the first around sort of three four p.m depending on what time we do it really but i should imagine so fingers crossed i'm crossing everything for you tuplex <laughs> we all are so moving on from there i think we will take a break and then we will come back with our our uh new topic also planned out uh, moving the plan topic away Yes, moving the plant away because this is uh-huh. better. Yeah. Uh, so we'll come back with our main discussion after these messages. New from Azimuth Biotech, it's Tickle Me Thargoid. Tickle Me Thargoid is fun for all the family. Teach your little anti-Xeno commander the difference between an Orthrus and a Cyclops, a Basilisk and a Medusa. Count the hearts. One, two, three. It's a Cyclops! Teach them their weakness and how to exploit them. Now rip out the hearts. One by one. I don't want to. Do it. Using the tool. Do it. Now stomp on its face. Smash its face in. I've got them. Tickle Me Thargoid, available now from branches of Lave Toy Depot and other retailers. Dreams. Humanity's dreams. 
the hope to live among stars. From early times, we've gazed up to the heavens and wondered if one day we could travel there, maybe even live there. The Brewer Corporation has made this dream a reality, constructing intricate cathedrals of metal, circling numerous planets across thousands of systems in our human bubble. Why stay rooted in a gravity well when you can be free in orbit, free to dream, free to live, and one day to become a commander and be free to blaze your own trail? Brewer Corporation, the first step into the unknown. Come join us. Be free. Protecting settlements from villainous scum, it's Settlement Patrol Man. The action figure every child wants. Wearing the all-new Manticore Dominator suit with light-up jump assist thrusters. Press his backpack to hear Settlement Patrol Man speak. Not seen you around here before, Commander. Is that a Karma P-15 in your pocket, or are you just pleased to see me? Hey, don't point that at me. When the alarm sounds, Settlement Patrol Man rides into action in his surface reconnaissance vehicle with pop-up turret and glow-in-the-dark wheel trims. Settlement Patrol Man. Surface reconnaissance vehicle and action figure sold separately. Available from branches of Lathe Toy Depot and other retailers. Microelectrode, ion battery, and circuit switch not included. And welcome back. Uh, during the break, we've been discussing the wonderful flooding that's happened in the United Kingdom uh, in the future, apparently. Um, and the rest of the world. And the, Well, yeah, but we've been focusing on the United Kingdom, really. It's nice. It's, it's amazing to see how much has gone gone from, uh, from our islands, mm. like Cornwall. Ipswich. <laughs> I mean, the bird pit have gone. Yeah, it does. So, they've got a thousand years to move. <laughs> does that mean like, we can finally put jam on top of the cream on our scones? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. And now here we have an uncivil oh, hold, war. Hold on. <laughs> Who puts jam on top of cream? I do. That's a devil's duty. No, wait, because no, because it's clotted cream. You're so wrong, Alan. Yeah. No, wait, because it's clotted cream on a scone, so that's a nice solid base. So do you? Okay, do you have butter then? On, just, on scones, put, oh, on no. A, on Not scone. on a cream tea. That's disgusting. No, I have a scone and I have a big slab so scone, of clotted cream. Clotted cream, then okay, I can and see then that. Because um, I know, you know, I know when I've had things I've had, it's been like scone or scone. Because if I put my jam, jam on first cream. and then I put a big blob of clotted cream on top, it's going to squash the... I don't know. It doesn't work that way around. Mm. Jam is pretty squishy. I'm not going to lie. That is true. Probably hardest yeah, at the bottom and softest at the top. Yeah, there's, the, a, there's an awful lot of arguments already about oh, scone or scone. So can, can we, yeah, and can anyone who says scone before, is doing it wrong. Yeah, can we move on before a big fight starts? Because it's just going <laughs> to right, kick we're off. Gonna, we're going to have fisticuffs over the correct pronunciation of scone. That, 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 that is how, how they actually says scone. We, we, the, there was a little sneak peek into what our main discussion would have been, folks. Anyway, <laughs> never mind. 
no, no, we are going to make it into episode, to, up to episode 469 if it kills me. I have so much material for next week. <laughs> and next week, the, the, the difficulties of cooking tea in the microwave. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hashtag British problems. Moving oh on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we uh, are running um, out of time. We better actually move in. Yeah. <laughs> So the question that um, a psychic or questions that psychic asked earlier was the Thargoid War. Do you feel that it's beginning to wind down, um, or do you think it's it's getting a you know there's going to be another twist coming in the tale? And are you getting tired of the Thargoid War? Is it, are you getting fatigue, <laughs> Thar- bug fatigue? <laughs> so um, let's let's start off with each. Everybody to begin with, um, Ben. What's what's your feeling on the Thargoid War so far? Um, okay, so when I started getting bug fatigue about this time last year, I want to say. Um, what when the war know, started? Basically, yeah. Okay, cool. You know, I've, I've never really been into my AX content. You know, it's fun. It's fun to do for a couple of minutes and things like that. But you know, I, I, I'm I'm in the Thargoid War to randomly shoot down a bunch of aliens then i'll happily bugger off again mm-hmm. yeah i've not i'm not in i yeah and equally i'll randomly go and save a bunch of civilians and bugger off again you know, it's extra content that i could dip into enjoy go away do something else i've never been massively into i need to save humanity damn it <laughs> very much like, oh let's try out the new stuff okay done yeah, the it's, there's, there's fun bits in it there is, there is definitely fun things in it. And yeah. I mean, the, the new AX Spire content is inspired. Yeah. Definitely, I th- yeah. I think it's safe to say that we, as a collective group of people who talk into microphones on a Tuesday night, um, kind, are kind of those players that do sort of dip in as and when unless you find something in the in the means like colin with power play um having that mm. dedication to it and alec with uh nonsense and having that dedication to doing doing batshit crazy things with slvs um i feel like we are all those the the kind of player who will just dip into something and have a look and see if it's our thing rather than one of those ride or die would you say that was fair um i, would, I think that's fair yeah I, I'm actually the other way around. At the moment, I'm completely invested in the Thargoid War. It's the only thing that I do in in the game at the moment. Well, it's the only thing my main character does in the game. The other two commanders, they're still doing their thing that I go back to when I want to change. But my main character at the moment is just pure um, Thargoid content. I don't. I don't okay. mean combat. It's it's just anything to do with the Thargoid War. I'm in there. I'm enjoying. It. Uh, I'm I'm trying to get involved. I'm getting my arse kicked a lot, but I don't care because you know. You're enjoying yeah. getting your arse kicked. I am enjoying getting my arse kicked, but not in a nice, not in a in a in in the right way. If you see, what mm. I mean, uh, but it's part and parcel of you know. It's a war. You're going to take losses, mm. and I'm losing a lot. <laughs> Thank goodness for that um, the community goal because I've only just got my funds back to how they should be. <laughs> <laughs> but I will admit this: that um, as far as fatigue is concerned, um, when you do it a lot, as with anything in Elite, you, you do begin to burn out. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I've found is that 
Um, especially when we started to win too much, a lot of the fun content started to disappear. <laughs> yeah. When we when we became efficient, it became uh, certainly for me as well. When we became really efficient at doing at doing stuff, and there's um, there's people who are in like my Discord and um, other other places and stuff that go around saying things like, "Oh, you're welcome that we got rid of all of this content for you." I'm just kind of like. Do you know what I mean? I don't... Yes, I know exactly what you mean. I I understand. It's a great achievement. It's a great achievement to, like, of being able to make uh, make, um, Tyrannus um, isolated. That's great. Congratulations. I miss being able to pick and choose where I do my content, where I enjoy the the content that the game had. But also, but also... Mm -hmm. The, there has to be movement with the Thargoid War. There has to have been some movement either way. Yeah, um, I, I think yeah, it definitely was the case where um, the status quo uh, was getting stale, and then what happened was as we've moved things back, uh, the status quo has got. Um, there's only certain content available now. They've tried to alleviate that with other content, such as the ground-based content with the. Uh, reactivation missions and things like that, but mm. they they haven't those things haven't ticked the box for me because I can never bloody find the damn things for, in the first place. Um, the, the, spires, reactiv- the, re- the, the thing, sorry, no, go ahead. Yeah, the spires thing has been fantastic, mm-hmm. and I'm scared that what's happening at the moment is that that content's going to go away quite too quickly uh, because obviously. We've lost what forty percent of the spies already. Mm, like the ground fights, you know, it'll, they'll slowly get yeah. sorted out and, and so, they'll be gone as well. Unlike everybody else, I'm hoping that either it's going to be over soon, or there's got to be a decent twist coming, and then everything comes back again. Because I, I just feel that it's getting to the point where it has, it is drawn out a little bit, and then they put in something really great, and then. You that will get drawn out a little bit more. And then all of a sudden you're there thinking, you know, you've had all this fantastic content, but mm. because it's become out as drip feed, it feels like it's, it's yeah. Being stretched too thin. Yeah. Yeah. I saw someone, I saw someone mention um, on Twitter. Um, it was in response to, um, to, I imagine probably some negativity about the future of Elite Dangerous. Saying that, <laughs> That's a surprise. I know, saying that there had been um, quite a lot of uh, of stuff felt that it was um, too far behind a skill, um, a skill gap, and a grind, and things along those lines. Um, the spire, rea- the spire, not the spire reactivation, but the spire shenanigans mm-hmm. is something that I genuinely. Um, believe that you can do with stock equipment or maybe like a mildly um put together ship it doesn't have to be like this massive massively engineered job and it's something that is accessible for everybody yeah yeah newer players those without engineering it's something that they can participate in however that being said that being a thing that it be, being something that they they can participate in not not fully because the the bits with the scorpion on the ground can be really difficult but you can yeah or the bit the ground bits can be tricky but it, it, it's worth it when you get it when you get it done um I, I, it's just it's just a weird a weird thing well, um 
As, as someone who's played the Thug of War extensively, there are two points that I'd want to say. Is that the first point is uh, as far as the grind to get into seeing the Titan, which is you know getting the uh, the caustic sinks. Um, that was actually quite fun. And to tell you the truth, it's more scary thinking about it than actually doing it. Mm. Um, okay, you've got an advantage if you've got a fleet carrier, but it actually only took me a couple of hours to get all the bits I needed. And and this was really surprising. I enjoyed those hours. The main yeah. problem that I had, and I still have, is the glaive. I Oh, God, yeah. That, <laughs> that, sh- that ship is actually destroying the content for me because um the main issue that you have in order to get to the titan you need a certain kind of ship but if you get caught by a glaive in that certain type of ship you might as well just quit and restart it there there are certain bits of gameplay which will require specialist builds and if you are hit by other parts of that gameplay then yeah you you might as well just give up and and try again because and that I found that so frustrating, and this, and it's the same with the uh, the authoress. You couldn't find an authoress left, right, or centre to begin with. <laughs> it's probably one of the reasons why um, the alert systems turned to invasion so much at the very beginning. But it's gone the other way now, where it's mm. you just sample one and hey presto, they all run away. Anyway, <clears throat> that's mm. am I am I getting tired of it? At the moment, no, but that's because they've released the Spire content. If I get bored, if I get bored of the Spire content, then yes, I'll probably just begin to go. Okay, either end it or put in the next phase because oh, it, sometimes it feels like it's a little bit too long between the updates. I don't know if I want either of those two things. Actually, what do you want, I, Alec? I would quite like. I I, I think to answer me. Possibly what was your first question? I, I, I think maybe we have got all the bits now. You know, we can... It feels fairly complete, um, bar the sort of loose end of what's going to happen to the survivors. But, you know, we've got into the Titan. We've got ways to rescue the people. And we've finally got a way to allegedly affect the Titans with the whole poisoning thing. I feel like there's a couple of little loose ends, which is the thing with the people, which could fizzle out in Galnets. And I feel like there needs to be, I almost wonder if it's a bug, but I feel like there needs to be a a visible effect to the poisoning of the Titans. You know, I I suppose I want to see a dead Titan. (laughs) I would Um, love to see a dead Titan. You know, we've got um, what they call deactivated spires, uh, dormant spires. It doesn't seem beyond the pale that we'd get a dormant Titan. I don't want a dormant Titan. I want a well, Titan to explode. Yeah, maybe. Here's the thing, though, with the with the burnout and the um, the sort of the fatigue and what I'd like. I suppose what I'd, it, it's a careful balance issue, but I wouldn't mind if the if the components we have more or less ebbed and flowed indefinitely. Um, so I would quite like to see spire sites come back again. You know, if if, if we leave the Thargo, if we leave the Titan alone in a certain sector, then it starts to gain new control systems again, things, yeah. and then those Titans come back. And and what I would foresee happening is that for sure, Colin and um, you know probably myself and we'll we'll get bored of it and go and do something else. But you know, uh, if you think about those ground sites that were so much fun to 
just go and see or go and fight at. Yeah. Go back to those in six months, to, you know, in the same way that I might go back to mining because I haven't done mining for a while or I might, you know, I'm currently yeah. doing like, um, you know, it was fun to go and do some tourist missions with the Michael Brooks because I hadn't done that or, you know, six months time, think, yeah, do you know what? I might go and do a bit more Thargoid ground combat. I, it seems a shame that these things are going to fizzle out. So I'd quite like to see them sort of ebb and flow and, and get a bit of balance that they can come back. But uh, equally, I'm very wary of being so dependent on Frontier producing new content. You know, I, I never felt like Elite needed to be that sort of game where we had to, where they'd release content and we'd play it and burn out and then sit there drumming our fingers going, okay, I've done that. What's the next bit of content? Yeah. You know, I felt like Elite could have a life beyond that cycle. Yeah. But so I'd quite like that... the war to just go on indefinitely, really, and ebb and flow, and <laughs> and we might drift away from it because we're bored of it. But we might go back to it. And equally, you know, the people on the forums that are like, oh, "I'm not interested," or "I'm out exploring," in six months' time, might actually get around to it. I doubt it. People on the forums are really stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes people have long, you know, particularly people explorers and things. They do have fairly long time scale plans and you know and they do want to get right you know there's loads of things on my to-do list that i genuinely do want to get around to doing but it, it can take weeks or months to get there you know because i need to get through the elite dangerous adventures then i there's a time trial thing that i'm in the middle of and i don't know so you know there's a few things on my back burners that are that are months away from me getting there so equally i can i can imagine that there are people that would love to get involved in some of this yeah. stuff but it's not quite there yet and and if it just ebbed and flowed and went on indefinitely, then it would always be there, which would be quite nice. Excellent. Right. Claire, your turn. Oh, you know why you know why I asked this question, didn't I? Don't you? It's because I didn't you... have I didn't have an answer, mate. Oh. I genuinely didn't feel like I had an answer. And I still don't. Oh. Like I'm kind of I am kind of bored. I am kind of bored with it. It's um, it, like, you know, I've, I've spoken like the last few weeks about um, going to log in, making a conscious effort to log into Elite on a Thursday morning. And mm -hmm. um, when I log into Elite on a Thursday and I'm like, what do I want to do? Normally, categorically, it's not going to be fight Thargoids. It, no. Like n none of it is going to be fight, fight Thargoids. It will be, that will be the very bottom thing on my list because I, I mean, I like the Spire stuff. The Spire stuff's really fun. Um, but um, fight, like being in Thargoid combat is bottom of my list. And we did it religiously for months. We were doing the ground sites and doing the fighting on the ground sites. And we, we'd get groups together. And it was so much fun. I made so much money. It was great. But... You burnt out on it. I, 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 are there any ground sites? No. There we go. It's difficult to do them Why if they don't exist. So we still have 301. Is it because there are no invasion systems? Pretty much. That's my understanding. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what, that's why I'm getting a, a little bit annoyed because everyone everyone's saying, oh, look, we've managed to stop all these alerts. And I went, You're yeah, welcome. Uh, yeah, great, thanks. Yeah, you, you just stopped the fi my favourite content. Thanks. Yeah. Just, can I just chip in on this? <laughs> the The this is on Frontier. This isn't on the AXI. Oh no, for sure, oh, okay. for sure, good, good, absolutely. Good, good. I'm, I'm not like I'm not like kicking off at them from. Oh. I, I couldn't quite tell where that where, what the sentiment no, was. No, no, it's it's definitely it's definitely not um it's definitely not. Hey, fuck you guys for being efficient for sure. Um, well, incredibly well done for working it out and doing all the things that you need to do. But um, uh, to the to the 
everyday commander who's not paying full attention mm-hmm. i i've not seen a ground combat site for a while i've not been aware mm. of one um so um if i have to then my guys we're not good like you know me i don't plan anything so if i have to go up uh, yeah that's a fucking lie because i've made loads of plans over christmas but um if um if I'm going to go and uh, if I'm logging into Elite, I'm, I don't want to have to spend like a few minutes yeah. trawling through a Discord first to find if there's a possibility, like the AXI Discord, to find if there's a possibility yeah. of um, yeah. there, there being a ground site that I can go and take a look at. There is a bit of that in Elite though, isn't there? Like like in the same way that the Spire site missions aren't to every rescue mega ship, you do have to do yeah. a little bit of research, don't you? Elite is kind of that game where you have to just find out but where you can know, I get you, the mission you, I want. You Working. know that you know that those missions are given out by rescue me- um, megaships, and there's a finite amount of um, rescue megaships yeah. in um, in um, in elite. If I was so, a streamer and I wanted to do one of those on stream, I wouldn't want to have to go visit every single rescue megaship. Oh no, I just I just you ask I mean? someone else who knows what do you research. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I just ask yeah. someone else. Fuck it, <laughs> someone else will know, and um, someone in chat will know normally. But um, it's I I don't I don't I I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I do. I want something to give, but I want I want access to the stuff that I used to really enjoy doing. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, uh, I think that sums up that of uh, what our thoughts are on the Thargoid War at the moment. So mm-hmm. we'll just have to wait and see what Frontier pull out the bag over the next month or so, uh, or even next year. Next you year, I think, at this point. Yeah, n- next year. But you know, we've still got hopefully this patch at some point, or and the plot will continue over Christmas. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they'll stop it just for Christmas. Um, anyway, so we'll have a quick touch on... Uh, oh, we've got a mostly clueless section for you, a new one. Um, it has been noted by some players that they're being f- attacked by federal or imperial agents for no reason. Um, well, actually, there is a reason that you need to check for. Um, you need to check if you've accidentally pledged for a power or you've pledged for a power and not left them. Because as long as you are pledged for a power, and uh, if you've pledged for the Imperial side and you come across federal agents or vice versa, they will attack you, unless, uh, especially if you've still got leftover power play vouchers. So um, I've noticed that happening a few few times. So after you've got your blue-haired princess shields, leave her in the dust. Don't hang on to it. Leave her in the dust because otherwise the feds will they'll they might take a pop at you. <laughs> Counterpoint. You know. Counterpoint. What if what if I run out of Prismos and I don't want to wait the four weeks? I need to stay um I need to stay pledged to um Ashling just so I don't have to wait four weeks and I only have to wait one week. <laughs> just a, well, just a counterpoint. <laughs> that's buy them the all in advance. That's the um, risk you have, isn't it? My my guy, I've just said I don't plan. <laughs> <laughs> that's the risk you take. Well, Especially if you if you go visit Earth and all of a sudden you see federal agents coming after you. Well, <laughs> what do you expect? Uh, right. Any other business? Well, here's number one. Ben, I, did you put this one in? I threw this in, actually. Oh, I, right. I, I like, yes. It, it didn't on. quite fit in the community section. You know, as I was looking for videos to sort of recommend this week. And this one popped up. I think it's really interesting. It's nearly an hour-long documentary uh, by Valve. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an official 25th anniversary documentary on the making of Half-Life, and it's fascinating. Uh, another thing to make me feel old. 
It's really interesting because there's something, there's always been something about Valve games, particularly, you know, the Half-Life series. Is this Half-Life 1 to... Yes, 1. Oh, one. one uh, the original. There's always been something about the games that I felt was was different and I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. And it, and they describe very nicely how they, you know, sort of... How they put it all together. Yeah. Yeah, and how they did do something different about making making sure that something happened around every corner and the way that it leads you around, you know, it leads you on and where everything that you could... Things like just being able... There's a nice section where they talk about being able to interact with the environment. So if you shoot at the wall or hit the wall with your crowbar, it needs to leave a mark. Because if it doesn't, it feels like the environment's ignoring you and... You know, mm. they talk a lot about that, and it's it's really interesting. And, and it's about immersion. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that sort of the, this was at the time when there wasn't ragdoll physics and things like that, and but they still had all the uh, the characters being animated in ways that um, hadn't been done in any other games before. Oh, it's brilliant. Especially, yeah, it's, yeah, it's well worth a watch. It's it's mm. really interesting, and I'm sure it appeals. It will appeal to a lot of our listeners who I'm sure of that generation where Half Life was quite special. Yes. Can I just ask a quick daft question? Go on then, what, Ben. What has, has have Valve actually produced any games Dota. recently? No, well, they the keep, last they one keep, Dota's fucking ancient. Yeah, but they're now. still they're still um, running it. They're, they're, oh, yeah, I mean, but they're still and running Half Life and, and Half Life Two. And they've got Alex. Steam. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, I got some news for you there, uh, Ben. Gabe, the the guy who basically runs yeah, that yeah. yeah, he says that he's never going to write another game. Okay. Really? Yeah, he says he's well, never that, going to write another game. That's not a big surprise, considering the fact he's CEO and president of, of, a, of a large company, but he's got minions to do that. Yeah, um, and let's, let's be honest, Steam is making them so much money. Oh, yeah, I mean, they don't... The Valve, as a company, doesn't need to, but they did make damn good games. Mm, yes, they did. Um, and, yeah, you just have to look at Half-Life Alex. to. Oh, look I, I'm just think, think, I'm well. thinking Portal, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. yeah I love Portal. One of the best games of... Uh, one of the yeah. best games I've ever played. Both of them. Yeah. Both... Uh, but you're right, they both stand up in their own, in they're, their they're, own way, don't they? They're, like, Portal, Portal 1 was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but Portal Two has a very, very, very soft. I've got a very yeah. soft spot for Portal Two. Yeah. I've loved it so much. Uh, well, next we have the Dex Legacy Season Two. It has returned with an explosive and thrilling adventure. Um, it's premiered tonight, obviously on Live Radio, but I think it was before this for the show. Uh, you can tell it for information. You can find. Further information at thedexlegacy.com, including links to the paperback book The Dex Legacy Season 1, with collected scripts and commentary by Emily Inkpen. Uh, and also there's the complete Season 2 in HD audio. Uh, sticking with um, uh, audio drama, we still have the Planescape Torment unofficial story podcast, which is now up to op- episode 40, and there is a long way to go for this. Um, you can find details uh, in the show notes, uh, or if you'd like to support it, pop over to Kofi.com, uh, Revo, uh, Revo GM. Nice bit nice. of uh, <laughs> Planescape Torment. Uh, but on the subject of uh, D&D, 
Hey, hey, Dungeons the Dragons, that sounds like my call. Um, if you, hey, 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 I do a, um, a, a D&D um, stream every now and again. Um, we have the, probably the last show of the year. It's going to be on Sunday. It is the, um, it's the, the second of a two-parter. That one was last week. That's on YouTube. Um, Shem Shem's Bedtime Rhyme. It um, was going through my head for three days after the first show, so I'm really looking forward to it happening again. Do, 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 do. Great. I can do it already. Can't wait. Can't wait to scare the shit out of my players. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes. Right. Our question of the week. Woo-hoo! Thankfully, Claire, Claire was, was kind enough to put this out on Saturday. Which are, what additions would you like to see in the store for your commander customization? So, obviously... Yes. Fashion. 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 Pose. Vogue. What would you like to see? Um, it was Sunday, actually. I do these on a Sunday. Um, I do them when um, I, I start to think about them. I have a routine on a Sunday now. I listen to Chris Mark 4 on Black Diamond FM from 12 till 2. And Good I think fun. about what the question of the week is going to be. <laughs> you are welcome. Um, <laughs> the f- first person that we had was Dan Technic, who said that they really, really want an imperial suit. Bask in her glory and all that. That's the one with the lines over the face, isn't it? The yeah, suit? I was say, the NPCs have got that white. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's imperial. I don't know. I, d- I don't think I look, want to look like a cheese grater. I don't know. I think they're kind of cool. <laughs> cool. It's a cool outfit. Alec. Uh, yeah. Oh, speaking, of Chris. Uh, the Dow Scott says uh, people went crazy for the hoods, but my commander wants a snazzy cape. No capes. I thought. I thought that we already had cape. Oh, is that trench coats? We've got trench coats, haven't we? Have we? Yeah, I guess. Mm. Yeah, we do. We, do we? We do, don't we? <laughs> you could do with a bit of wind, couldn't you, to make capes mm. work? Capes are just going to hang down flat in yeah. these zero, in these like low gravity, no wind environments. I'm, I'm not going to lie. If we had a I trench like coat, it would be all that my character was wearing. <laughs> so sure that, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. But I thought we had trench coats already. I I know when I did the tour of Frontier with those trench coats. And the in the like the concept art that was sh- that we were sort of seeing about, but I don't actually know if any made it to game. I yeah, because they clip through coat. they they clip, wouldn't they? If it goes down, if yeah. it goes down past the hips, it would clip. Um, oh, if you're sitting in a chair and stuff, difficult. Yeah, I don't think they do it. Well, I, I've got the wonderful LCU Noel Fool like one with his amazing singing voice. <clears throat> uh, he needs a lab coat since we're talking about Half-Life 2 <laughs> Half-Life um, but as, that aside I'd like to be able to use the ship decals on an arm patch or breast patch yeah I'd love that yeah that'd be good just scaling down isn't it how hard can it be <laughs> oh, Alec. we need a bingo card we need a fucking bingo card almost, That's what we, need. we almost oh, made it through a show <laughs> sorry Tom we almost made it through a show go on Ben um Sorry, I'm getting distracted by Chris Mark IV looking for a trench coat. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Sophia's saying, more light-coloured suits, please. Yes, the black ones do look really amazing, but I always switch back back to a white one because they're better in photos and videos. Um, aside from suits, I kind of want more hair ca- hairstyles and more decals. Longer hair, I'd adore. Yeah. I'd love to have longer hair. The longest hair is a tiny wee ponytail that you can get on on, on the back. Would you really wear long hair and yeah, energy? Absolutely, oh. I would. Would you? Well, like, 
give me give me some give me an, an interesting way to style it then yeah absolutely i would <laughs> an interesting... Sorry, I'm just thinking Princess Leia buns. What, what is, well, Princess Leia buns. Oh, you, you, are you trying to tell me that they wouldn't make the frontier wouldn't make a fucking killing by getting oh, Princess God, Leia yeah. buns? Oh, they would make a bomb. I think amazing. It, I thought that we had uh, trench coats on the Plainsman Peacekeeper pack, but I'm wrong. No, uh, I'm obviously getting something. They've got like a weird memory. wraparound skirt, haven't they? Yeah, that's in the Plainsman yeah. Diplomat. Oh, one but, of them, I don't know. Yeah, no trench coats. There you go. No that's trench not... coats and no capes. Uh, <laughs> Silas Rezzi says either EXO attachments, like mechanical upgrades or robot legs or slash arms, proper cyborg style, but maybe only available from Jack's station. That's Brilliant. quite cool. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of of having like a false leg or a false arm or something, or like a metallic arm. We Did can you know have what I mean? Eyes, can't we? Mm. Yeah, yeah. We can make our eyes look yeah. a bit weird, or, or like, like we can make our eyes look fake. What well, I should say, yeah. but it'd be quite nice to to rep. I'm I'm going to sit on on like a representation kind of thing, but like a fake leg would be kind of cool. Mm. Um, yeah, something something new to add. Excellent. Yep, I agree. Tala says. Um, not really desperate for it to appear since we have it, but I'm a huge fan of head coverings that go over helmets. Hoods like with the Wraith set or especially wraps like the Nomad set. Love that kind of thing. They yeah. Do yeah. Can't be, it can't beat a good hoodie. <laughs> can't, good a, can't beat a good covering on your helmet. I was trying to avoid that, but no, you had Amazing. to go there. Amazing. Right. I'm so proud of you. we have a show title? <laughs> Kilt 108. Oh, 801. Well done, Colin, well done. Yes, sorry. Sorry, killed. Um, Okay, let's pretend that backpacks are separate from suits, but a cosmetic backpack, maybe one with wings that deploy when you disembark, or weird thrusters that may even be a Santa bag, to go with all those other Christmas swag that would be a a quick way to help me restock on arc points. (laughs) Yeah, mm. all of a sudden, I've got this feeling of Dora the Explorer. I don't know why. Hola. Uh, uh, no, don't, don't get me sidetracked. Uh, Happy Moon Mon- Mon- Monkey is saying that they would like a Santa suit, keeping on that Christmas theme. Also, yeah, more animal heads. Uh, he's wanting a monkey. Well, they're wa- they're wanting a monkey head, please. Um, some might complain about the fourth nightification of the game, but really, it's thirty three oh nine, and if I want to wear a space helmet that looks like a gorilla, I'm going to. Also, <laughs> more colours. Lots of the suits are really drab. Hundred percent more colours, yes, please. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with everything that he's saying there. You know, I want a, I want a Santa suit. I want, especially for the Chinese New Year, like we had the, oh, yeah. the tiger. Give, why not give us that for every year? Every year, mm. that'd be amazing. Yeah, I wish you know, that it was so rabbit, good. wasn't it? Was it rabbit? Was it, well, rabbit, rabbit, rabbit last tiger. year, something like that. Yeah. No, we had the tiger, but got the last year. Why didn't we get? Why didn't why we get, didn't we get rabbit? a rabbit one? I don't know. Yeah, is, is, there, is there a year of the cat apart from tigers? Obviously, I kind of wonder if it's somebody's pet project, some developer that said, "Can I do it? Go on, Possibly. let me." Can it I do it might well have been. Uh, oh yeah, it would be another way for you know, print your own money. Frankly, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Commander Duck O. Um, it says, in winter, they tend to wear a long, warm coat. They want a long, flappy, warm coat, possibly brown. Um, <laughs> I wonder why they might want that. 
Yeah, funny. Looking mighty brown there. Mm. Can't take the sky from me. Right. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Uh, it's, oh, I'm getting all the Chrises tonight. It's Chris Mark 5. <laughs> I love to see the return of the... Oh, yeah. I Here, here. I'd love to see the return of the Year of the Tiger set. In fact, I hope they bring out more cool stuff just to upset those people who get their ass in their hand about it. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I love more it. More cool stuff. Oh, why did... people who get their ass in their hand about it. Yes. On the subject of that, <laughs> why did I get this one? And it was, in, it was just in order, Colin. It was just in order. <laughs> just, oh, was it now? Yes, right. Okay, Chebs will. He wants a mankini. How? There's like limited atmosphere. Yep. Let's be sensible. He, he doesn't care. Somehow he wants, he wants to let out his inner Borat. Amazing. Nice. Nice. Mm. Nice. Yeah, so me, me, me. Um, I, I'm... I'm questioning what uh, that person earlier was saying about black, lots of black suits. Because yeah, I can't think of any black black suits like we've got the black ships. I feel like a lot of them are really dark. There's dark suits, but I want a black suit. You know, I want my, you know, like. You can, you can, you can get a black. I have a, I have a black suit that I've called Splinter Cell. It's Mm -hmm. literally, it's literally just the undersuit without any of the attachments on it. Yeah, so you can get a black undersuit, but yeah, I want black. But then I want undersea like, level stuff. But it don't look. It looks shit in pictures, though. Well, if I was on a snow planet, and you, you just know, look I, like a shadow, mate. That sounds good. I just yeah, I just like, I want a black. I want a proper black suit. Okay. Yeah, if I can have a black ship, I want a black suit. Damn it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I would like dealy boppers in many different colours. And many different varieties of brightness. Also, I'd like lots of brightly coloured suits. The closest thing we get is sometimes purple, little purpley bits, and they're not great. And I want, um, and I want chest plate decals. If the suit can have a chest plate decal, like what's that big bubble one that we got last week? It's missing a decal for the chest plate. Let me wax, let me wax something on my boobs. <laughs> well, basically, you want something that for other people to aim at. Yeah, give me a target that I can put on my boobs. There is a target. Right. So there you have it. Um, we ran what, about, what about Colin and Amalek? We haven't got any new ones. Yeah, I couldn't really come up with any new ones. Either. The only thing I did, I, I googled this, I did think uh, I quite like something sort of maybe a bit sort of reflective. I started Ooh. thinking Predator and I thought that's obviously a step too far because that's oh, like a, a chrome wing. kind of thing. But but maybe not as far as literally Predator camouflage, but maybe a bit chromey. And then I thought, ah, doesn't um, doesn't Chuck Yeager wear a really cool shiny silver suit when he flies the F-51 in the right stuff? And I went and looked and mm. it wasn't as cool as I remembered it, but maybe something a bit like that. Isn't that the same as the vintage Intrepid pack? Mm, no, it's shiny. Silver. Ah, oh, shiny. Silver. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, Matrix trench coats. I'm I'm, I'm all for my, tri- my Matrix ten- trench coats. So, yeah, that'll be it. Anyway, <laughs> um, shout-outs, because we've, we've run over a little bit. So, our sister station, according to Google Bard, the insignificant Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts <laughs> on Thursdays at 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, at radio.forthemug.com. I wonder if they'll say anything. <laughs> Probably not. 
Uh, for the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash EliteDangerousCQC. Uh, we'll give shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcast. So, so hello to the Guard Frequency, who do other space games as well. And, of course, the lovely Loose Screws, those cheese-munching uh, Yankees over there. Um, now, following the this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And we'd just like to thank everyone who's chipped in in the Twitch chat. And what in-game commanders have you had creator diving with you, Ben? Ben. Obviously, he's hit the button. No, I, I've, I've hit the button again. So, yeah. Siberius has been creator diving with us, but Lovely. Chris is back at the bar. Ah. I don't know who Chris has uh, found propping up the bar with him. In the bar, we had uh, Siberius earlier on before we left with him. Soka42, Real Merle, and Neon Saint. Oh, that was nice of them to visit. Uh, so special thanks, of course, go to Commander Tokuso, J.N. Trax, and Alan Stride, who have all created music for the show. But that is it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like uh, to get in touch with the show, you can find all the contact links in the home slash contact us menu section of the laveradio.com website. Um, do let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode so that we're not making things up at the last minute. What are you talking about? We never did any of this that. It was fully planned. Live Radio is Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at eight thirty and streamed out at liveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Claire. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks to Ben. Good night, Colin. Thanks to Alec. Thank you, Colin. And most thank you of Voltos to the Chris Mark Four. You're welcome. Thank you. Until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you cannot do that, then fly dangerous. Is your life like this? It's like something orange inserted. I'm going to see the galaxy. No worries, guys. Hold for two seconds. I'll be right back. Galnet
News Digest, 28th of November, 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, a year on from the Thargoid invasion, how is it going for the eight tentacled aliens? Evil Corporation Azimuth makes a bid for the Alliance's money. There are rumours of a shake-up in the powers next year. And if you want a black paint job, the Pilots' Federation have you covered. It's now a year since Maelstrom Tyrannis, the first of the eight so-called Stargoids, arrived. After a year of fighting back the invasion, are we now on the point of isolating those eight Titans and effectively ending the invasion? Tyrannis arrived in Hyades Sector FB-NB7-6 on the 29th of November 3308, leaving the wreckage of the Kingfisher Peace Convoy behind it and starting the Thargoid invasion. By May, the Thargoids had advanced into nearly 1,200 systems, but that was their zenith. Since then, they've been systematically beaten back to the point that we can finally contemplate the end of the war. A huge amount of progress has been made in recent weeks against the new Thargoid spire sites and in isolating the Tyrannis Titan. There are many ways the war against the Thargoids is being prosecuted. Recovering captured humans from the Titans is one powerful mechanism, as is destroying Orthrus interceptors at the Spire sites. Those sites are believed to be supply sites for the Titans, so with every Spire site around Tyrannis shut down, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that Maelstrom system. Additionally, many commanders have been taking missions to contaminate the Spire sites with a mechanism developed by Professor Palin. This requires operational Spire sites, so Tyrannus can no longer be harmed in this way, and Ligong and Indra may soon also be deprived of resupply. The remaining five Titans still have the majority of their spire sites active, making the contamination missions possible. Progress against the invasion really does seem to be going remarkably well. Can the Thargoids find a way to reverse their losing streak before the end of the year? If not, then it won't be long until the 300 remaining Thargoid-controlled systems have been cleared, leaving the eight Titans isolated and unprotected. Like ancient battleships separated from their convoys, can the Titans last long without supply and without military backup? The next few weeks and months will be very interesting. Azimuth Biotech hopes to step in if the Alliance chooses to end its defence pact with the Sirius Corporation. But its historical mistakes and its current lack of expertise may make this a hard deal to sell. The Alliance is reconsidering its two-year-long relationship with the Sirius Corporation, during which the Mega Corporation has done a little to assist the Alliance. It has certainly helped the Alliance Navy to kit out some old freighters for anti-Thargoid use and it has helpfully deployed its own megaships to Alliance systems where there are no Thargoids. But the Sirius Corporation has taken no practical part in the war against the Thargoids. Whether Azimuth would be any better seems unlikely. Its current Chief Executive Officer, Torben Rademacher, makes the bold claim that it is the only corporation to specialise in anti-Zeno weaponry but its only recent contributions have been minor tweaks to existing weaponry. Weaponry that, for the most part, was developed by Aegis, working in partnership with its network of engineers. 
Rademacher dismisses Aegis as a gang of publicity seekers and Sirius as a manufacturer of tumble dryers. However, neither of these organisations has the deaths of an incalculable number of innocent civilians on their hands. Azimuth, which has been directly involved in two attempts to commit genocide against the Thargoids, also practised vivisection on its human test subjects, ran a military wing known as the Black Flight that murdered thousands to prevent knowledge of the return of the Thargoids from spreading. And then, in order to test its Proteus Wave weapon, encouraged Thargoids to invade a number of systems, including the Alliance Sosong system, with the loss of millions of lives. Azimuth was also directly responsible for the loss of the Alliance megaship Oath of Tyndarius when the Proteus wave backfired in HIP-22460 in August last year, the event that then led to the present Thargoid invasion. Azimuth has, in other words, done more to stoke tensions between humans and Thargoids and has been responsible for more deaths of humans and Thargoids than any other organisation. It seems likely that Azimuth has lost the ability to create any more Proteus Wave weapons, as they are not offering such technology to the Alliance. So, unless Salvation is dramatically resurrected, the galaxy is safe from that. However, the Black Flight, of which nothing has been heard recently remains an ominous presence in the history of, of Azimuth. Its command centre, the Overlook, was destroyed in HIP-22460 several years before the firing of the Proteus wave, but it is likely that something still remains of Azimuth's private navy. Is the Black Flight on offer to the Alliance? And will the Alliance really want to associate itself with the most evil megacorporation in the galaxy, a corporation that has deliberately caused the deaths of millions of its citizens. Even the Prime Minister might have trouble squaring that circle. Rumours of a shake-up in the galactic powers have been fuelled by the retirement from Torval Mining last week of Senator Zamina Torval. The senator, whose longevity is reportedly fuelled by a steady supply of progenitor cells, has handed over her controlling share in the company to her children, Constancia, Petra and Titus. This leaves her with no source of income other than her senatorial stipend. But there are strong rumours that Senator Zemina may be considering standing down from the Senate too, possibly next year. Coupled with the recent illness of the Imperial Mother, which has inevitably stoked speculation about the succession to the Imperial Throne, and the transfer of power in the Federation to President-elect Winters, several of the long-established powers seem less secure in their roles. Outgoing President Hudson has vowed to remain on as a power within the Federal superpower, but at present only Alliance Prime Minister Mann seems secure with his chief opponent, Councillor Nakato Kane, a vocal but relatively ineffective rallying point within the Assembly. Of course, Senator Torval may not be planning to retire quite yet. Perhaps she has her eye on the top job. Emperor Arissa would do well to get her food checked for poison and to avoid being alone with Torval. The scheming has started, and no matter how long Arissa plans to remain emperor, her family and others close to the heart of the imperial government will all be thinking about who and what comes next. 
Following the success of such colourful paint jobs as Metallic Black, Crossfire Black and Midnight Black, and with the recent release of its new range of Void Black paint jobs, the Pilots Federation has revealed plans to release a whole new range of paint jobs covering the whole colourful spectrum from black all the way through to black. Some of the schemes we can look forward to seeing in the following months are Midnight, Ink, Colsack, Pitch, Savlon's Soul and Charcoal. Pride of Place will go to the final release in the series, inspired by the darkest object in the galaxy, the blackest of black paint jobs, the Sagittarius A-Star. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. (laughs) 